it's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. We are underway. First and goal from the 10-yard line now for the Elks. Challenging on their first possession of the evening. Cornelius is going to keep it himself. He'll get to the five. He'll get to the goal line, and he's in. Handler up, Edmonton, touchdown Elks. Taylor Cornelius takes the first pie out of the oven. And now he's trying to get one yard for a touchdown. Dives in, and no signal yet. There it is. Touchdown, Saskatchewan. So it's a field goal attempt coming up here for Brett Lowther, who will attempt this from the 34-yard line. He's 22 of 26 so far this year. That's 85%. Ball is up, and it is good. One kick is up, and it is through. And Sergio Castillo now 12 for 12 inside the 40-yard line. That one from 38 connects, and it's 11-10. The Riders now lead by one point over the Elks with two minutes and 31 seconds to go in the first half of play. And the ball is up, and it is good. It's a four-point lead again for the Riders. They go up 14-10. First and 10. Cornelius drops. Looks. He's got some pressure. He's going to run again across the 25 to the 20 to the 15, the 10 to the 5. Dives to the end zone. Does he get in? There's the signal. Touchdown, Elks. The uh, kickoff comes from the 20-yard line by Castillo. Man, he hammers that one. It'll drop at the 12. Up across the 20 to the 30, the 35. And Alfred gets a hole. Uh Uh-oh. He's to center field to the 50. And he's going to go all the way to the 20, the 10, into the end zone for the Riders with seven seconds left in the half. What a disappointing way to end this half. Anytime you have an explosive play like that, I mean, the odds are a lot of times you, you don't win those types of games. And so, unfortunately, um, that was another one of the large plays that, that we allowed to happen tonight. Fajardo throwing, and that's oh. intercepted. Elks football coming back the other way, and it is taken into Saskatchewan territory inside the 34. I think that's Nafis Lyon who comes up with the football, and the Elks defense has turned it over. Brian will hold. There's the kick, and uh, it is... Through and through for Sergio Castillo, 23-22. The Elks take the lead over the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. The second half, we took a couple of really big penalties, and uh, you know we had a, a turnover or so that we couldn't generate touchdowns. We ended up kicking field goals, uh, and then unfortunately we took, like I say, penalties there late, and uh, they cost us the ball game. Here's Pichardo in the pocket. He's throwing, going to the end zone. Touchdown. Final score in this one, 34-23. The Saskatchewan Rough Riders over the Edmonton Elks. We played hard, but we weren't very smart. And, uh, you know, you can't, you've got to do things the right way. You, you can't have missed assignments and penalties and expect to win big ball games. Hey, good evening, everybody. What a ball game that was on Saturday night. Very entertaining. Disappointing. 
but very entertaining. Uh, that was head coach and GM Chris Jones and his thoughts on the 34-23 loss to the Elks uh, uh, by the Elks to the Saskatchewan Roughriders. As he talked about penalties, turnovers, mistakes, all played a role in the game that had five lead changes, a game that, as I mentioned, was very exciting to be a part of. Big crowd was out, very boisterous crowd as well on Saturday night. Taylor Cornelius had a couple of touchdown runs, one of them an electrifying run that gave the Elks the lead at the half, only to see it disappear with a kickoff return TD right afterwards. Cornelius ran for a game-leading 86 yards and threw for 209 yards, but also fumbled in the red zone on a botched handoff with Malik Irons and threw a pick late while the Elks were trying to rally when they were down by five. The running was good, but it sounds like Elks coach Chris Jones thought he had to run too much. We've got to protect him better. I mean, he's not a guy that's going to be running all over the field and, and, and doing some of the things that some, you know, some of those little small kids can do, but... He, uh, again, he's a, he's a solid person. He's, I know this. He'll be in there first thing in the morning trying to get better. Chris Jones, Elks general manager and head coach. Disappointing loss on Saturday night in what was a, a game that had a lot of buildup to it. To talk a little bit about that and to look ahead at what's coming up uh, this week for the Elks. We're joined by uh, defensive lineman Jake Ceresna on the Elks this week tonight. Uh, hey, Jake, how are you? Thanks for joining us tonight. Hey, I'm doing good. Thanks for having me. Great stuff. Uh, Let's just go to Saturday first, and, and how disappointing was that loss to the Saskatchewan Roughriders considering the build-up, what it meant in the standings, and everything involved with it? Yeah, I mean, def- definitely was a tough loss. Um, you know, I think I think uh, especially how the game played out, you know, I think we definitely made a lot of mistakes on our side, and um, we kind of we kind of gave, gave gave them the victory in a sense. I mean, I mean, they they earned it. They earned they earned the, the W, but. Um, you know, we just feel like if we played better, that um, there would have been a different outcome. Was it probably your best wire-to-wire performance? I know you had the mistakes, and, and, and you guys had the lead a couple of times, but uh, from start to finish, I think that might have been your most complete game so far this year. Um, for me personally? Well, for the team, I mean. Oh, um, yeah, um... You know, we we played well. I think I think we played well in all three phases, but I think we just made crucial mistakes at the wrong times that really cost us. I think we're definitely capable of playing better, and uh, if you know we we want a chance to get that crossover or to compete towards the end of the year, we definitely gotta uh, fix those mistakes. From where we watched uh, up in the booth, uh, it looked like the intensity level on both sides was was uh, ratcheted up a little bit. Did you feel that, considering the importance of the game? Did it, did it have that playoff feel to it on the field? Yeah, I, th- I think both teams kind of knew it was at stake and that you know it was, it was going to be a key uh, game, a key regular season game this year. So it definitely uh, uh, intensity was, was, was picked up big time, and, and both teams were really getting after it. I know you guys are so focused when you're when you're on the field, uh, but the crowd, uh, biggest crowd of the season so far, at over twenty five thousand, and and very loud, very into it. How much uh, how much do you pick up on that when you're on the field? I think especially maybe for a defensive guy because they make more noise when the other team's offense is on the field. Do you pick up on that much, and do you feed off that a bit? Um, you know, I, I definitely pick up on it when I'm on the sideline. I say when I'm in the game, I'm just kind of focused on my job and really locked in on on what I got to do. But uh, we definitely had a great crowd out there, and um, they were loud, and, and it, w- it was definitely fun playing in front of them. 
what what now? What's what's the approach this week? You guys will be back on the field tomorrow. Um, what's the approach after so much was was emphasis was put on a game and, and the playoff talk about that game on Saturday night, and then after you lose it, what's the approach and the focus moving forward this week? Yeah, I, I mean, um, you know, we, we definitely dug ourselves in, in, a, in a hole or two and seven right now. So the approach is just um, to, to focus on this week and, and come out with a victory. Just just get better this week, play hard this week, uh, go go to Ottawa, uh, play the game where no we're capable of playing, and, and come out with a W at the end of the game and, and take it from there. How hard is that to do? How hard is it to put uh, either – You've had to do it a couple of times this year with a blowout loss. I know you weren't playing for six of the games uh, this year, but you've had to put a blowout loss mm-hmm. behind you and come back and play. You've had to put now you have to put a, a, a real disappointing loss. You've had a couple of those this year too behind you. How difficult is that to just kind of shut the door on last week and move forward into next week? Yeah, I mean, it, it, you just gotta forget about it. I mean, that's really that's really all you gotta do. It can be difficult, but I think we, we have a team and we have guys in the locker room that. Um, we just got to put it behind us. Just we, we looked at the film. We saw our mistakes. We saw what we did wrong. We got to correct those things. We got to come together as a team and um, just forget it, forget about it quick and, and move on and just focus on, on Ottawa because they're a great team too. So it's not going to be no easy task um, trying to go in there and get, and get a victory. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. The Elks gave up more than a football field, 140 yards in penalties. Uh, Obviously, that's a concern. Uh, How do you police that in the Mm -hmm. locker room? Do do you guys get to a point where the players have to kind of refresh with other players or talk with other players about the penalties that have that have cost them in games? Um, Yeah, I think I think um, we just got to hold each other accountable. We just got to stay disciplined. Um, I think the guys that made the penalties, they know they they did wrong on those plays. Um, we we did have a lot last week. I don't think it's been a, like a huge problem this year, um, but it just seems that you know we just gotta play together as a team and uh, keep keep from kind of like shooting ourselves in the foot. We got we gotta play together. We gotta give our chance ourselves a chance to win to win a game and not make costly mistakes and errors at the wrong time. Uh, on an individual level, uh, how have you felt coming back? You've been back for two games now after your six-game stint on on the injured list. Man, you're you're lighting it up numbers-wise. Uh, seven tackles and three sacks. You had four tackles and a couple of sacks on Saturday night. Obviously, you're feeling pretty good. Yeah, um, you know it's good to be back. I'm just trying to help the team in any way I can. Um, you know, I definitely uh, even watching the film, I, I feel like um, there's definitely things I can still get better at and still shaking off the rust a little bit, but I'm just trying to go in every day and get better and and do everything I can to help our team get a victory. You seem to have come back at a high level after being out for six games. I guess uh, the work you mm-hmm. do while you're injured to stay in shape and to stay ready pays off when you come back and, and you have some production like that. Yeah, you know, I kind of pride myself in, in always being ready. Um, kind of saying I have is, you know, you don't have to get in shape if, if you're already in shape. So, um you know, you don't have to get ready if, if, if you're ready. So, um, 
you know, while I was injured, I was working hard. I was still conditioning. I was making sure that um, when I did come back that I'd hit the ground running and it would just all be about technique and, and knowing the plays and conditioning and strength and that stuff would already be there. So um, I, I feel good since I've been back in that regard and just trying to, you know, get better as a defensive lineman each day and each week so that we could start putting up some Ws. We're talking with Jake Ceresna, Edmonton Elks, a defensive lineman. Uh, Jake, uh, post-game, it was supposed to happen at halftime, but because of the weather delay. Well, first, let me ask you about the weather delay. What was it like in the dressing room as you guys were kind of waiting that out during halftime? Yeah, you know, it, it just kind of felt like a little bit of an extended halftime. You know, I think I kept, it kind of went by quickly, um, so it wasn't, it wasn't too big of a deal. And uh, I don't think it really affected us at all. Yeah, it only really affected the uh, the, the ceremony for the Wall of Honor guys. Uh, uh, Ed Jones, Joe Holloman, and Jim Germany were honored. I know the team stayed on the field post game, which must have been difficult. Uh, and and watch the ceremony and listen to those speeches. What do you what do you take out of that when you see guys? Is that is that an important thing to you to 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 know the history of the team you're playing for and to kind of soak up a little bit what they have to say when they when they talk about their success? And I think especially Jim Germany uh, when he talked to the players and to the fans about you know the tough times they went through as a team before they went through their uh, five in a row. Uh, Great Cup championship run. How important is that you to for that is that to you to kind of be in part a part of that and to listen to that? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, uh, I take great pride in, in knowing um, you know the Edmonton Elks and Eskimos history, and so kind of that that got delayed. And after didn't happen until after the game. It was kind of cool to be out there and see it and and hear from those guys and, and see um, kind of the legacy they left behind here. Um, unfortunately, we couldn't go out there and get a W for them. Um, I really wish we could have, and kind of kind of been sweet cap to the night. But um, yeah, it, it's great. It's great to see all the history, um, everything they put into this organization, and all the success they had. And um, you know, it, it's good that you know those guys kind of have our back still, even though we're not doing so hot. So um, it, it was good. It was just good to to be a part of it. And and I'm glad that it kind of got delayed so that I was out there to see it. You guys are back to work tomorrow for your first on-field practice this week. It's a short week going into the game mm-hmm. in Ottawa on Friday. Do we make too much about short weeks? What's a short week like for a player? Yeah, um, you, you know, you know, it's pro football. So um, any any guy that's been around pro football for a little for a little while, you know, knows about short weeks. It's not that big of a deal. Sometimes it's almost better because. You know, you just, especially after loss, you just get right back to it, just get right back to working, and um, you just can't wait to get back out on the field and play again so um, that you can prove that, that we're not the team we were that lost last week. So um, it's, it's, I'm kind of glad we got a short week. I'm, I'm ready to get uh, over to Ottawa and uh, go play those guys. How much different do you have to do things when you only have two full days of practice like you have this week? Usually you have you have uh, three days in your walkthrough, but you're going to get two full days this week. How different is, mm-hmm. is a week run like this? It's not too different. You just have, have one last day um, of practice on the field. So kind of the, day, the days to me, just it just seems like two regular full days and um, – Instead of three, uh, sometimes I feel like that 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 can be a benefit because you know those two days are really important. So you, you make the most out of those days, and 
and then you just get right on right on uh, the plane and, and get right to Ottawa to play again. So um, it's, not, it's not that big of a deal. Okay, back to back games with Ottawa. Do you like that? Yeah, um, <clears throat> I feel like it's been a while since I played a back to back game, but you, um, it's the same team you play back to back. So play, you play them. One week later, you play them again. You get to know the guys really well. Get to know who you're going up against really well. Um, so it's always it's always fun to play a back to back. It doesn't happen too often. You've got these two games, and especially Friday, I'm sure circled on your calendar. But also Ottawa does. I mean, they're thinking, well, we're one and seven. If there's any team we're going to be able to beat, it's a two and seven team. Uh, it should be two pretty hungry teams going at it on Friday. Yeah, I, I think you know the record's one and seven. I think Ottawa's a good team. I think they have a lot of good pieces, and um, they're nothing to you know. They they played in really tight games. They played Winnipeg tight. They played a lot of teams tight. So I think they're a great team, and and we can't be just looking at them as an easy victory or anything like that. we got to go in there and bring our A game because I know they're going to bring their A game, and uh, it should be a great game. You you had, I think, one season uh, as a member of the Red Blacks. Do you like going back there to play still? Yeah. Um, you know, yeah, I played there in 2017 um, at, in my rookie year. Um, and, I, yeah, I definitely love going back to Ottawa. It's close to home um, where I'm from in Connecticut. So usually I have some family members come up and – and watch the game, and it's always nice to go back there and play a game there. All right, uh, big game indeed coming up Friday night. Jake Sresen, I appreciate your time tonight. Thanks very much for spending some time with us. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you guys for having me. All right, that is uh, Jake Sarizna, Elks defensive tackle, uh, who, man, he's been so good since he's returned from an injury. He was uh, on the six-game injured list, got hurt uh, in week one, missed the next six, but came back, and in his last two games, seven defensive tackles and three quarterback sacks, uh, four tackles and two sacks in the game on Saturday night against the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. So our thanks to Jake Sarizna for talking with us uh, tonight. We'll take a break. When we come back, the Elks have done some ah, – jigging to their coaching staff. We'll talk about that when we return on the Elks this week on 630 Chet. Uh, the Elks have uh, quietly made a change to their coaching staff in the last couple of weeks. Special teams coordinator Merritt Bowden was granted a leave of absence for personal reasons from the team, traveled home, and has since decided not to return and has resigned his position with the team. Uh, the Elks have not made an official announcement on this, but I would guess Mike Shepard is now the special teams uh, assistant, is now in charge of running the Elks special teams, I assume, with help from other coaches as well. Special teams coordinator, it's been a tough spot to fill and a tough spot to keep kept filled on this Edmonton Elks team over the last couple of years. In Ottawa, Friday, 3.30 for the countdown to kickoff, 5 o'clock is game time. The 2-7 and seven Elks against the 1-7 and seven Red Blacks. Uh, Wall of Honor night on uh, Saturday night. Uh, you know, it's a shame uh, that the weather delayed things the way they did, uh, the way it did. I mean, uh, Ed Jones, Joe Holloman, and uh, Jim Germany were due to have their night. Uh, it was supposed to be at halftime. Uh, it wasn't. Instead, it started at about 11.30 post-game last night. Uh, they had to go through with it. I mean, they all had family and friends in attendance who'd flown in from, from all over North America to be a part of this. So they decided they would go ahead with it. And uh, kudos to the fans who, who stuck around, the fans who uh, stayed in their seats and, and applauded and thanked those three gentlemen for their great careers and their great contributions uh, to the Edmonton Elks organization over the years. Ed Jones, Joe Holloman, and Jim Germany all up on the Wall of Honor. All gave speeches uh, after the game as well to talk about it. Short speeches. Uh, they didn't 
didn't they didn't talk a lot, but uh, a lot of what they said was very meaningful. Uh, let's go back to Saturday night. Now, the last guy to speak was Jim Germany, and I especially liked that he wanted to speak to the current players who were on the field watching the ceremony and to the fans that were in the stands watching as well. I want to thank the Edmonton Eskimos slash Elk organization. All right. And second of all, I just want to address the players now. You know, it's it's very difficult to sort of, sort of follow behind guys that people are saying that they're gods, okay? All you got to do is be you. Play the hell of a game, learn from it, and then the next game just play better. Because guess what? You guys are talented. You just got to believe in each other, okay? So that's basically... Listen, I'm going to I'm going to approach this like I approach running the ball. It's going to be short and sweet. It's going to be real fast, okay? So folks, once again, I want to thank you on behalf of my family. I love playing at this place. It's the most wonderful place to play. And fans, stand behind your team because you're the guys going to make them get better. Because when we Because fans, when we started, we had a new coach and everybody was wondering, are we going to make it? Are we not going to make it? And guess what? Every day we practice, and every day we got better. Every day we learned from each other. Every day we partied with each other. And guess what? We became a team. Guess what? You win the games that you're supposed to win. And some, some of the games that you're supposed to lose, guess what? Win those too. So learn from tonight. I was very impressed with you guys. Okay? That's Jim Germany who went up on the Wall of Honor along with Joe Holloman and Ed Jones on Saturday night. Uh, sad that the ceremony had to be moved due to weather to post-game on Saturday. Our thanks uh, tonight to Jake Ceresna for talking with us on the Elks this week. Also to studio producer Kellen Kennedy for running the show. I'll talk to you tomorrow morning on the 6.30 Ched Mornings with uh, Chelsea and Daryl. My name is Morley Scott. Have a good night, everybody.